Welcome back to Twisted Talk, everybody. I'm your host, Daniel Havens. With me this week is Gage Silva. Hey, hey. And Savannah. Hi. Um, Gage? No, oh, thanks, buddy. And I have known each other since high school. Yes. Uh, fair warning, neither of these guys have ever listened to this show, and this is their first time ever being on a podcast, so we'll see how it goes. Yes. Um, Gage, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go over to Savannah. Yeah, so uh, born and raised in Buell. That's how Daniel and I kind of know each other. Um, he was my absolute favorite senior when I was a freshman. Him and I got down and in dirty a lot of days and a lot of nights, I guess. <laughs> um, no, he took good care of me during my freshman uh, year of football and stuff. So that was definitely nice to not have to worry about the hazing part because that's all you hear about in eighth grade or whatever is getting hazed by all the the big guys so wait what does that even mean like just get picked on so i can't remember exactly who it was but i do remember like going into senior year tyson bow were both like don't let anybody fuck with gage and i was like say less dude yep. um <laughs> and again i can't remember who it was Ooh, something's going on in football espen damn you um, <laughs> i always ask but, gage, who was that espen <laughs> but somebody like gave gage their pads and was like you're gonna carry these back to the locker room and i walked up and grabbed them and i threw them on the ground and i was like nope i was like gage is my freshman yeah and then i didn't you didn't carry my pads once or anything mm, nope, like that. never once i was like nice this is gonna be a fun year <laughs> yeah i don't know about your other the other kids in your class but yeah they all got fucked <laughs> definitely they all got fucked i remember for sure other than JC, JC was taken care of for yeah, sure i think it was just you two yeah no just jc and i just because we were the the dudes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i honestly only met savannah a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. but do you want to talk about how you two met each other really quick and i'll let savannah actually do that and then she can talk about herself a little bit yeah Let's go ahead, how savannah. we met yeah oh, oh. uh so <laughs> i was uh i was probably only 15 at the time and i was out partying with my friends and I went to a party at our friend Megan, or a mutual friend. Her name is Megan. She was like a teacher's aide in one of my classes and was like, come to my house this weekend. So I did. And I showed up with jello shots and um, Gage was there. Instantly fell in love. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gage was there and we wa I walked in with all the jello shots and he came and introduced himself and he said, hi, I'm Gage Silva. I think you probably know me. We follow each other on Instagram. And I was like... <laughs> Uh, Typical hi. thing you say in 2014. Um, and if I remember correctly, too, I think Gage actually told me about you when he was going to Gold's Gym and I was working there at the time. Yep. I definitely, <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I definitely mentioned you a few times. And if anybody was wondering, Remy is here. So if you hear any little cooing, that's him in the background. But Savannah, continue your story. So he told me we followed each other on Instagram. So we probably knew each other. And I'm like, kind of remembered him didn't really think much of it but gave him some of our jello shots and i left and that was that he was you were a junior you would have been a junior right yeah i was a junior that year yeah so i was a freshman yep i was driving all over town without a license in my friend's car but that was the first time we met and then i don't really remember how like I basically slid into her DMs and yeah, was like, much. hey, you should come smoke. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. No, yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> and then 
she didn't even give me the time of day then really even i was just like what the heck what do i gotta what do i gotta do here and then it wasn't until he sent me this really sad message he was like so i have a feeling i know what's going on like you don't feel the same way i do like i'm just gonna leave you alone and i remember like being in my friend's car and just like talking to her about it and she's like well what do you want to do and i was like "Eh, i mean i guess i could try it out oh oh Oh. Okay. And look at us now. <laughs> I know. Now we've been together on and off for like almost five years, and we are getting married on October 16th mm-hmm. in a month. I'm so excited. I actually got that time like off approved, so I'm actually going to leave work early. Perfect. And That's what I be, like to hear. I'll be there right on time for it. Nice. It's um, be lots of fun. Really quick, Savannah, you can definitely move around like that. Just oh. don't bump that one oh. chord. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, so yeah, you guys are getting married. Gage, how did you propose to Savannah? Uh, so we did like a conjoined, my, my best man actually and I, uh, we did a conjoined birthday party up in McCall. We'll never fucking do that again. (laughs) Um, We'll never. No, dude. So we rented this huge cabin up there. It was like. It was like a 10 people Airbnb and we had like 21 people there. Yeah, it was not smart of us. And we had gotten a keg. My buddy and I got a keg. Uh, his his uncle knew someone who could get a keg. So we got a keg for the weekend. And um, yeah, let's just say 20, pretty much 20 dudes and like four girls. It got pretty rowdy and there was some stuff that got destroyed and it was all in my name. So I was super worried about that the whole time. Hear me now, like, I can't believe it. I sound like an old fucking man. What the fuck? But still, <laughs> I, no, it was it was a very long weekend, to say the least. But no, um, so I had sent Savannah out to get pizza. And um, a few days before we had went up to McCall, I had her sister and her mom help me make signs. And it was like, Will... Um, Will was on one sign, and then you, marry me, etc. Um, on other signs or whatever, and I had all of my friends holding signs leading back to the house. Uh, when she got back from getting pizza, and um, when when she came back inside, I was on my knee and asked her to marry me. So, I did already know it was coming though. So, oh. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. <laughs> did somebody spill the beans, or did you just have a feeling in your gut? When I was in the car. And I got out. I only was holding, because we went to, like, the grocery store, and then we went and picked up pizza. And at the grocery store, I picked up cupcakes for, like, the boys' birthday. And (laughs) when I got out of the car, all I had was cupcakes in my hand. And uh, the girl that was riding in the front was like, Savannah, let me take those from me. Like, let me have those. And I was like, there's something going on. Son of a bitch. I know there's something going on. And, like, sure (laughs) enough, as soon as I turned the corner, there was the first person with the sign. And then, like... I was walking and the neighbors were outside watching us. And oh yeah, she om- she almost totally was walked the to the way, na- yeah. into the neighbor's house because I was like, "Are they a part of this?" Like, I don't know because like it's like leading this way. I I'm not sure. And they're like, "Yeah, no, we're not a part of this. We're just watching." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> yep, that was my 20 minutes of trying to be fucking romantic. So. I- he, he did a really good job. He was gonna propose to me on the snowboarding mountain, but I did because we partied all night long i was like i've had an hour of sleep 
I am not going snowboarding today. Sorry. Yeah, no, we didn't make it out to the to the hill that day, to say the least. But I still got the job done. So. There's a video of that still, isn't there? Yes, on there Twitter. Is. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I remember seeing it on Twitter, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "That motherfucker did mm-hmm. it." I did do it. So another really fun story, really quick. Gage and I were both like really lost there for a little bit uh, a couple years ago. And we took, like, a two-hour car drive around CSI. CSI's campus is literally, like, a mile Square around. mile-ish. Yeah. Give or take. And we spent, like, two hours just driving around CSI, like, in a circle, just talking about our life. And Gage talked about Savannah pretty much the entire time. <laughs> and how I was going to get her back. And, yeah, no, that was a long, long good night, much-needed night. I'm sure for both of us. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. It was definitely something that I still look back on. I'm yeah. like, I, me I'm too. Just... Honestly, I was like, dang man, I've come a long ways since that f- that fucking night. You know. Mm-hmm. Got my girl. Got a roof over our head. Got our son. Blessed. Yeah. Um. So, really quick, remind me again. When's Remy's birthday? December first. Okay, so he's coming up on it. Yeah. Coming up on a year. Yes. Yes. What was that like with uh, COVID and everything going around when you were pregnant? Was it, were you like? Because I know like, from what I've seen, just with like family members and other people that I've been around that are pregnant, like they're always constantly worried. But I feel like being pregnant in 2020 was probably a whole lot worse. So I found out my <laughs> I was pregnant like right when. Um, Pretty much the world literally shut down for the first time for two weeks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and like literally right in that time span is when we found out. I didn't really want to go to St. Luke's, and I checked around, like, uh, uh, what was it called? North Canyon and the Gooding Hospital, and I asked them if they would be able to see me, and they said no because they weren't taking outside patients, so I had no choice but to go to St. Luke's, and I had to wait, like, a month and a half before I even saw them for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it was just... It was... I really wasn't scared of COVID itself. I was just more like, I don't know. It just was like, it really sucked having like all the restrictions and not being able to have a support person there with me at all my appointments because I was really sick my whole pregnancy and it was really hard for me to just be there alone and like do things alone. Yeah. So that's what, that was something I was going to ask. Like, did you have to go to every single appointment alone or like they, they didn't yeah. let you take anybody at all? No, I didn't get no. to go to any of the appointments. The That's only time just, Gage yeah. was allowed to come with me was the four times I went into labor before I had him. Yep. Four? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I had was, to have labor stop four rough. times. <laughs> and then the fifth time, they're like, okay, I guess we'll just take him. <laughs> yep. Was he early? or? Yeah, yes. he was about five weeks early. Oh, okay. So he spent his first four days in the NICU, and then we spent the fifth day in my hospital room, and we were released on the sixth day. Okay. So it was a short NICU stay, but he had, uh, when he was born, he had uh, extra fluid on his lungs because he was born emergency Mm C-section. And just when you're not pushed out of the birth canal, sometimes it doesn't push the fluid out of your lungs. Mm -hmm. So when you're Mm. pulled out, I guess, sometimes it just stays longer, and that's what happened to him. And they put a... What was it, a CPAP machine on him? Yeah, a CPAP machine, and then they started putting, like, tubes and stuff down into his throat. His and, belly yeah, to his suck belly. out the air. And yeah. now he's completely oh, good? Oh, yeah. 21, 21 pounds of American muscle, man. <laughs> <laughs> he is the cutest little fucking thing I've Thank ever seen you. in my life, dude. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we just did uh, some October pictures with him, some fall-time pictures with him, so you'll be seeing those on Facebook, I'm sure. 
I can't wait. Yeah, no, they're going to turn out really good. So, um, Really quick, because we were talking about it before we started recording, um, with the fair and everything. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't what go. What the hell? Yeah, I didn't go last year at all. Um, we didn't either. Yeah, basically, <laughs> I want to say I was just, like, super busy with work, and I just ne- never found the time. I honestly couldn't tell you why I didn't go last year. Yeah. The, for the most part, I wasn't really scared of COVID when it started because I was delivering pharmaceuticals and like here in Idaho, I was doing that in Sun Valley at the time. So when oh, it was at was its like worst, and it was masked twenty four seven. Yeah, that's like ground zero yeah, in Idaho. Yeah, and like the thing that sucked about that was like I couldn't see my mom when I was delivering the pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was hard. Um, so like the last day that I was in Sun Valley, I had to wait exactly two weeks before I could go see mom because Dang. of like her chemo and everything, and then. Um, when I stopped going up there, like, thankfully, I was like, fucking, finally, I don't ever have to go back, because it's, like, place is beautiful, I just fucking hate the people up yeah, there. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Gage delivered up there all Yeah, when I was FedEx. working for FedEx and stuff, and that was right during Christmas season, and oh. you would think that you would get a lot more thank yous and a little bit more pre- appreciation during peak season and getting their Christmas presents, but no, they're just... They're animals, man. You yeah. know, they really are, you yeah. know. And I don't think it's just people in Somalia. I think that's just everybody right now. Yeah, but definitely. Everyone's on edge. Everyone's nerves and everyone's just everything is super heightened, I guess you could say. So, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, But did you guys go to the fair last year at all? Uh, No, I actually had COVID last year during fair, so I, I did was not make so it. And mad. she was very pregnant at the time. I just wanted fair food. That's yeah. all I wanted was fair food. <laughs> and I'm in and bed. And he tested positive for COVID. And I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> I just want some chocolate-covered strawberries, maybe a corn dog, some cotton candy. I don't know anything. And no, he tested positive for COVID. And it was still like really new back then so like nobody really felt comfortable like bringing us fair food or like bringing us anything to our door they're like eh, stay away mm-hmm. no definitely it was rough for sure i got pretty sick. yeah gage was like it was like the definition of man flu like, oh i believe it i got okay so thankfully i haven't gotten covid yet um I've have been, you been tested for it ever yeah 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 okay. um there was a time where uh this place i was working at one of the one of our employees tested positive Mm -hmm. so we all had to go get tested and we didn't work for like two days and then once our test results came back we were able to go back to work um even though like his came back positive so i've been tested a couple times um but i've never felt sick like i've gotten sick like stomach sick or something like that i would say um there was like a couple days where i was just like so fucking drained it was insane like i didn't have any energy at all like perfect example is like um in the middle of the night like i sleep like really restlessly uh-huh. and i'll wake up sometimes but i'd like woken up and i was like i need to roll over to get comfortable and it took like every ounce of strength that i had to like roll over in bed oh wow yeah and then when i woke up the next morning it was just like it was like i'm not i can't go to work yeah no and like i laid around for two days just sick as fuck and then i felt fine went back to work Nothing was wrong with me. I've and like, you didn't have COVID. Nope, I haven't lost like my sense of smell, hmm. taste, anything like that. Which huh. I'm like, like I said, super thankful that I haven't gotten sick because I can't see mom. But on like a side note, mom literally just got COVID like two weeks ago. Oh wow. Yeah. So my mom had COVID when she was going through chemo too. Yeah, and that's so she actually is getting ready to start her hard chemo again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She was supposed that. to start like last week or two weeks ago, but she got covid so like well we're gonna wait until you're good and then start you back up. absolutely which 
I'm not super excited about, but, you know, it's needed in her case. No, um, definitely. Has she uh, talked to anyone, to Dev, about those, or the detox that we had talked about, the dewormer? Uh, not yet, no. Oh, dude, I mean, like we were talking about when we saw you, we wish we would have gotten on that stuff or had a little bit more time with Biz. Mm-hmm. Just so we could have seen if it actually did work or not. Yeah. I don't know. We just read a lot of success stories, so... I, at this point, it's worth a shot, if you ask me. I yeah, I need, I need to bring that up to her still, too, because she's, like, part of this huge Facebook group, yep. basically, with, like, everybody, yep. and it's yep. what she's going through, and that's where she gets, like, a lot of her support Advice. most Definitely. days. Support. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, well, and I feel like with, like, when it comes to cancer, um, because, I mean, most of the time it is a death sentence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People just are willing to try anything and people don't see that until they're in that position like people outside of the families that don't have cancer you know they look at the families and they're like why are they taking this i would never do that but they don't see the inside of it i guess you know what i mean yeah no totally i totally get get what you're talking about um but back to the fair really quick i'm just gonna go ahead and say it fair sucks yeah no no sure. it's definitely not the same from well, when we were kids engage and i talked about like it was when we first started dating so like 2017 2016 ish it mm-hmm. was when it really started like taking a shit like they took away half the rides half of the booths like there's not even they used to have a bunch of like store shoppy booths before like when you walked in by the games and stuff and there's like a lost child booth and that's basically a it, hat yeah. Booth. Yeah, that's, yeah that was pretty much it that was there well we like we went we basically went um like the last not the last day because the last day is always monday but we mm-hmm. went like that sunday just to get fair food and that's basically all i ever liked doing yeah, at the fair. No. um and then like we were walking around and i was like there's really only like six games here which i was totally fine with because that just means you have less carnies yeah. trying to fucking no definitely out of your money definitely but at the same time i was like this has got to suck for those younger kids who are like i'm gonna win a prize on this oval sized basketball hoop. <laughs> you know what i mean because like i'm gonna get this ping pong right in that fish cup yeah, yeah. i mean obviously the games are so rigged it's insane but i've seen like jesse and angel just straight nothing but net yeah. those oval hoops dude yeah and i'm like it's it's doable but you have to be really good yeah. at what you're doing no it's definitely <laughs> like what like they don't even have like um some carlos played one game to win a prize mm-hmm. and it was like it was one of the pop in the balloon games right okay but instead of like darts they used bean bags oh okay so like it, they still all popped besides like maybe one like i only saw one bounce off of an actual balloon but i was okay. like okay well that was a sturdier balloon but at yeah. the same time i was like this is really where we're at right now. Like, yeah. if you're using a beanbag <laughs> to pop balloons for a fair game, like, where are the darts at, dude? Yeah, where are the <laughs> Where darts? are the darts at, bro? Give them more surface area to freaking pop that balloon, huh? I guess. And Jeez. then, I mean, the food always just goes so hard, dude. No, I got definitely. my fix on corn dogs for the year. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I went first thing. We did get an elephant ear, and honestly, I was unimpressed with the elephant definitely ears this year. Definitely not impressed with the elephant ears this year. Yeah, I was I, not. that's actually the only thing I didn't get. And for anybody that doesn't know what an elephant ear is, it's basically a giant piece of fried dough. With giant scone. Yep, yeah, giant a scone, scone is. exactly. Yeah, yeah, if you know what a scone is, it's just a giant scone. Yeah, and they're, they go so hard. But oh. I, I didn't get but one they, this year. I, I have the feeling that they, like, mass-produced them and then, like, had them in an oven keeping warm for everybody because it just wasn't fresh and, like, melt in your mouth, you know? No. It was, like, chewy and just not even really that warm. 
Yeah, the corn dogs honestly just are always like you yeah, can't. they you always can't. are good. good. They always they're are always good. hot and they're yeah. always yep. they're making them all day long. You can see them making them all day. Yeah, I for the first time ever like there was this booth that had corn dogs, but like the hot dog was wrapped in a pickle and then turned into a corn dog. Oh, oh we saw that okay. the pickle stand or whatever. Not Don't very do it. good. No, <laughs> nope. Like the first bite, I was like, oh, this is actually this isn't bad. And then the second bite, I was like, this is absolute no. dog shit. Okay. Yeah. I had to go get a real corn dog and just like walk by the booth multiple times. Like this is how you do it. Yeah. No. Have you guys had like? Well, we were going to try some, like, real genuine fair food, like a deep-fried Oreo this year, but we didn't. Oh, that's what but we forgot to do. I had, yeah. like, I remember one time, or when I was younger, I used to get the tater pigs. Did you guys ever get those? The baked potatoes with, like, a sausage in them? I no, never did, what? No. I've never even heard of those. <laughs> yeah, it's called the tater pig, and it's, like, literally a baked potato with sour cream and, like, butter, and then it's got some sausage in the middle of it. That actually sounds like really yeah, good. No, it's like it, it is really good. good. No, it's really good. And there was there also used to be another food place that I love that's not there anymore. But they do shepherd's pie like in a cup. And oh, Gage and I love shepherd's pie. Shepherd's My pie grandma makes the, the best. best shepherd pie. Mm. Um, the one thing that hands I down favorite home cooked meal. <laughs> yes. There were two things I really wanted to try, and the other one, so that where I got that corn dog, it was at the same booth, but it was a deep fried PB and J. Oh. Yeah, it sounded super good. I just didn't get one. And then there was this burger stand that had donuts as the buns, and I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, I'm gonna get one those. of those." Oh. It was an only cash oh. place, and I only had my debit card. I was like, "Well, I guess maybe next year if this ah. is still a thing." It just sounded super fucking delicious. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Oh my god, that sounds so good. And at the same time, like that's. Like fairs are the only places you could go and get that kind of thing. Oh, yeah. like if you go to a restaurant and get it, it's you're just like, what am I doing with yeah, myself? No, yeah. Like the fair, it's okay. Anything's yeah, anything's exactly. Game at the fair. Deep fried yeah. Oreo, sign me up. Especially our county fair, anything goes at our county fair. True, this is true. We're- well, on the merchant buildings, like really suck this year. Gage and I went through. Well, normally there's like the four white big merchant buildings, you know. Yeah. And there was only the two open, and half of the vendors that were in the first one were in the second one. Yeah, so literally, it was, like, it was just two booths. They had set up two booths. They had bought two spots or whatever. And see, yeah. I, I didn't even, I didn't even like Skip look venture over, over that, that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we went straight back to the food, hung around the food for a little bit. Doug played a game, and then we took off. Yep. Like that's all we did at the fair. Cause I yep. don't, I don't really fuck with fair rides. Like. Yep. If a car uh, have lose, you seen the people that put them together and take them saying. down? In like 15 minutes, I'm good. I'm good. I'd rather Hard not pass my face on the zipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no thanks. Oh god. Uh, the other thing though about the fair is when was the last year that you showed your animals? Oh, that would have been 2014. What was, was that last? all like? Oh, I've never really asked you about it. Or yeah, no, anybody. kind Honest, of a shit show towards the end. Yeah, it was honestly getting pretty bad towards the end, just because the industry started. People I mean, started cheating. A yeah, lot. people started cheating a lot, just doing some not so good things to their animals. And I was the type of kid that woke up, rode my bike to grandma's house every morning, and chased my sheep around an acre field for literally 30 minutes. You know, like mm-hmm. 30, 45 minutes, and I worked with each individual sheep for at least 10 to 15 minutes every day i handled every single one of them but people thought i cheated because i won so much and um it just really got to me after a while so i just sold all of my use and got out of it and focused focused on um senior year football and i mean it it worked out to to the best or whatever uh we we won state that year so Mm -hmm. um definitely miss it though and definitely 
gonna do it with Remington. Yeah, definitely gonna do it with Remington just because we it's... won't make him do it, but like, well, maybe one year we'll make him like try it, but like definitely. after that, it has to be like a choice because like that's a lot of responsibility to put yeah. on a child, and there are a lot of children that do 4 H so that are absolutely forced to do it, and you can just tell that they don't genuinely enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, no, I I want Remington to maybe try it and. If he doesn't like it, you know, whatever. But if we could get into it again, I would definitely get into it again. So. And would you do sheep again? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I would go get... Gage I would go. hates goats. Yeah, I don't really care for goats. goats. Don't really care for pigs. Uh, and then, obviously, I've grown up on the dairy my whole life. So, if you wanted to do, you know, dairy cow or a steer Steve. or something like that, I would get into that. Uh, it's just more or less the responsibility that I would want him to learn. You know, taking care of something other than himself is something that... I'm blessed that I got to do for a very, very long time. And I feel like that's helped me a lot with just taking care of Remington, taking care of Savannah, and taking care of myself mm-hmm. as I've grown up. So so when it comes to, like, the judging on that, how is that done? So when you're judging sheep, well, any animal, really, uh, you're looking at uh, how they're made, like, just in a whole, honestly. It's kind of like when a person goes to a, a muscle-building competition, you're looking at, you know, their, their what they, yeah, their muscles, what they look like, their appearance, how, uh, how they present themselves, and so that comes all into play when you're judging an animal as well. You want them to look pretty, uh, you want them to be muscled up, um, and yeah, no, you just want them to look the best that they can look that day. So. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah I've never, dude. And it's, I don't know if it's just me, like, as an individual, I've never really been interested in it. Yeah, no, Like, to the point where, like, I've asked questions, but, like, I know you've done it for so long. And, yeah. And, like, you were really good at it, so yeah. I figured no, I'd just ask you. I still I just shoot asked sheep. him a bunch of questions clip about the dairy the other day. Yep. <laughs> I still uh, clip goats and stuff for the kids. I just did that a few weeks ago. So mm-hmm. I got 23 goats ready in one day. That was pretty crazy. 12-hour day getting them ready. Does anybody in your family still do it? Um, yes, my little cousins, Jackson and Mia, still do it. So that was the last house that I ended up. And oh. um, my Uncle Cade fed me steak after a long day. It worked out beautifully. <laughs> steak off the Traeger after a 12-hour day. Um, but, yeah, no, made the goats look all pretty. And uh, kids did really good this year, actually. Jackson and Mia both did really well at the fair this year. They got, like, fourth in their class or something overall. And... Then did very well in the showmanship part too, so oh, that was Andy pretty cool. Oh, and because Avery did it this year for her senior year, for yeah. the very first time, and she won grand champion. Yeah, oh, she wow. did a she did a dairy uh, cow this year for her first year, and she ended up getting grand champion showman. So that was pretty cool. So what's must that? run in the so showman showmanship is basically how you work with your animal, how the animal looks that day, and how you look that day. Mm-hmm. So on showmanship day, you want to look your best, and you want yeah. your animal to look their best. On quality day, they're judged mostly on their, like, skeletal structure and, uh, like, their muscle and that kind of stuff. So, quality, you want them to look good still, but it's more or less how they feel and uh, what they look like and stuff, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, With with the fair like is um with the animals at least is that like an all-week thing or yes no you're there from six o'clock in the morning until 12 o'clock at night man you're freaking oh yeah starts on a wednesday yeah it starts on a wednesday sometimes you have to pull up on that tuesday but i mean if you were like me when you had your quality animals and your showmanship animals and then i had a full string of uh breeding animals as well so yeah my days started early man um 
and not only that I had to get other people's sheep ready too so I was really the only guy that knew what what I was doing or whatever mm -hmm. um so yeah a lot of people would always would always come to me ask questions when I was trying to get my sheep done run over do theirs real quick that kind of thing so I miss it I miss it a lot it was really really fun for sure won a lot of ribbons and a lot of trophies doing that okay well yeah that's yeah. super cool dude yeah I remember I remember a lot of kids always just being gone that week of fair. Yeah, week. yeah. nope. And it's definitely not like we're just chilling at the fair by any means. We're definitely getting after it. So anyone who shows an animal at the fair props to you. you you're amazing. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's probably, I would imagine, like, kind of similar from what I've seen. But, like, this is, like, it's just a really bad thing to go off of. Like, have you ever watched The Ranch? Uh, yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love the ranch. Um, and then the other one, I've just, I'm watching it right now, but we've already talked about this. I know you guys aren't watching Yellowstone. You guys yeah, should definitely no, watch Yellowstone. I've heard about Yellowstone. Definitely want to get into it for sure. Um, just like the, like a life on like, I guess like, um, a farm or like a dairy and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the ranch isn't really a good example for that. Somewhat <laughs> kind of, I mean, not really. Yeah, it's not it's fucking good. Ashton Kutcher and fucking what's his nuts. <laughs> just drinking beer and having a good old time. I fucking wish it was that easy, you know, but, uh, the part I was going to ask about is with your sheep, did you guys buy any of your sheep or did you? Oh all yeah, no, I, uh, so that's how I first got it start, got started. I won grand champion my second year and my uncle bought my sheep that year for like almost $5,000, dude, some oh, wow. ungodly amount of money. Yeah. Fucking for a sheep that couldn't even produce anything. Anyways, that's what kind of got me started, and my grandma and I, bless her heart, she uh, she took me all over the country, man. We went over to Colorado, we went to Oklahoma, and got some uh, got some sheep there, some ewes. Ewes are girl sheep, if anyone's no wondering. I did not know that. Yes, a I wasn't gonna ask, but I'm really glad you explained. Yes, it. no, a ewe is a woman sheep, <laughs> um, and so I went and picked up some ewes, and uh, yeah, no, there was a stud ram. A ram is a sheep that can produce, um, and uh, yeah, no, I got boy them. Boy sheep, in other words. Boy, yeah, boy <laughs> sheep, in other words. With his with his testicles, rams have their testicles. Weathers do not have their testicles anymore. So, uh, but yeah, no, I got, got started breeding and, um, I did that for about six years. So and when you would breed them, did you like just put them, them in a pen together? Yeah, no, or? exactly. So when breeding season came, I actually took my sheep, uh, to the place where the stud ram was and I left them there for about three months and then I'd go pick them back up, bring them home and I'd have them home for about four months before they lambed and, uh, I had little Quonsets out there for them and during lambing season i stayed at my grandma's house for about two months just to be there every night mom mom and dad didn't really like it because i was over there drinking beer every night sneaking out because grandma didn't didn't really pay much attention to what i was doing at the time <laughs> so it worked out to my benefit but uh yeah no a lot of long nights man i would wake up uh i would wake up at midnight go out there check wake up at three go out there and check and then i'd go uh before school and i'd check to make sure and then if anything happened during school grandma would call the school and they would let me leave so wow yeah no there was a i mean i had a little business at 14 years old dude so did you and you just sold i sold sheep? yeah i sold my sheep to other kids in the 4-h club and then i also kept my some of my sheep and showed them at the fair uh towards the end one of my sheep i 
made it to the grand champion drive and twin with uh, didn't sell him and took him to a national show in Billings, Montana, and actually made it to the Grand Champion Drive uh, in, at a national show with one of my own homegrown sheep. So that was awesome, man. Dude, like, that's that, so fucking. Yeah, that sick. was that was a big point in uh, in my uh, sheep career, I guess you could say that I, that I was like, man, I made it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, I got rid of all my sheep, sadly. But uh, yeah, it's just because Twin Falls was just getting too too hairy man there was just too much politics in it and uh there wasn't any love for it anymore so i just got out of it and focused on something else so hmm. yeah no honestly i was not expecting all of this right now yeah. but I'm really, like it's been super interesting like yeah no it was it was awesome man i did get a lot of shit for it in high school everyone would call me the sheep fucker or whatever but i did my own thing dude and it was awesome i mean my sh- some of my sheep were my best friends my one sheep's uh number tag or whatever is actually my phone's lock screen or whatever so hey yeah no i still think about her every day and she actually passed away two years ago bless your heart georgia love you to death girl <laughs> Damn. yeah no it was a. Uh, it was dude it was such, such a blessing to be able to do that um with my grandma and uh just for myself so i definitely feel like it's gotten me to where i am today you know do you want to know my favorite fun fact that Gage shot me about, like, the farming dairy industry? Yes. So, so if a cow is pregnant with twins and they are different genders, like a boy and a girl, mm-hmm. you cannot breed those cows. Really? Yes. But if they're the same gender, like two boys or two girls, you can. Yes. Correct. But if it's a boy and a girl, you can't. Hmm. How weird is that? I thought that was the weirdest thing when he told me that. Yep. <laughs> I think it's pretty cool, though, too, at the same time. <laughs> no, yeah, that is really weird. <laughs> um, But we'll go off of that now. Thanks, okay. for, thanks for getting into yeah, that. Yeah, no, that was absolutely. Really interesting. Yeah. Um, Savannah, do you want to talk about what we're doing today? Yeah. Um, so... I don't know what where do you where should I start like how I got into it yeah wherever you want to okay um so I my mom recently passed away on August 3rd and before that like it's been about a year that I've been having like uh spiritual experiences I guess I should say um just this like this guy who had passed away kept visiting me in my dreams I would think about him all the time and I didn't really know him and it was just like really odd because I didn't know him and so I decided to reach out to a medium a psychic medium and um when I reached out to a psychic medium he told me that uh I have a thin veil the veil is what is considered to be over humans that keeps us from connecting with the spiritual world naturally um, everybody's capable of doing it. Some people just have a thinner veil because they're more open to it. And it's just a matter of being open. And so he was like, girl, like everybody's screaming at you. This kid's coming to you because he only knows you of like somebody that can connect with him. And he's got a message for somebody else. And the person he had a mes- message for was uh, a girl I had just recently started playing softball with. Mm-hmm. And um, I set her up with my medium. I'm not sure whatever came of that. But after that, I never, I haven't had a dream about him since, and it's been, like, four months. So, and I was having dreams about him probably, like, every other week. It was just really odd. He was just someone I didn't, I had met a handful of times. Mm-hmm. 
And so he had something really important to get off his chest, apparently. And he was reaching out through me. But when I went and visited my medium and he told me all these things, I decided that um, I would, like, basically take up his teachings and, like, kind of him use him as a mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I've been doing for the last few weeks. And I've started working with, like, tarot cards and oracle cards and other divination tools. Uh, a divination tool is used for connecting with the other side or, like, uh, a physical being other than, like, your mind or, like, meditating mm-hmm. and connecting with the other side. But that's pretty much how I, like, came about it. Okay. I mean, do you have any questions about that? No, I mean, I kind of know about it, <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah. Um so I guess I can ask a couple different ones. Why why do you go with the cards instead of like other methods? Um, I honestly just started with the cards. I've used like a pendulum before and like asked yes and no questions. I do use those. Uh, I just don't really. Uh, those are more so when you're using a pendulum, it is you, of course, moving the pendulum when you do the research and really look at it. But it's actually your inner tuition you already know the answers that you're asking and so when it's moving you already know these answers essentially mm-hmm. because your soul is so old and knowing of all things okay and so it moves on its i mean it doesn't move on its own you move it essentially so i don't really use those i like cards better mm-hmm. because i feel like they're more like faithful yeah if that makes sense yeah you know? no, that makes sense um, there was another story I think you told the other weekend when I was over about your imaginary friend. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So when I was younger, I had, um, I was probably like three, maybe four, and I had this imaginary friend, and he was like, my mom and dad were like okay with him for a little while, and it was a boy, so they were like, well, that's kind of weird, whatever. And then I started saying weird stuff like, he's a grown man. <laughs> He watches me when I sleep. Sometimes he doesn't play the games that I want to play. <laughs> and my mom's like, what are you talking about? Like, what does he look like? And I was like, he wears a top hat and a tie bow. <laughs> and I'm in a bow tie, but it was just really weird that like a little three-year-old had a grown man imaginary friend. So my mom was like on the verge of taking me to like a priest or something and having some sort of exorcism be done on me. Mm-hmm. Then one day we were driving to Boise and my mom's car, I think, got a flat tire on the freeway or something. And I just kind of looked out the window and I was like, look, mom, there he goes. He's leaving. I can't remember what his name is right now. Jeb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, I was like, look, mom, there he goes. And um, she's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And I was like, Jeb, there he goes. And um, she looked back at me and was just like, okay, whatever. That was weird. And I never talked about him after that. Like, mm-hmm. that was the last words I ever said about him. And, like, it's just really weird because I would literally be like, Mom, hold on. You got to wait for Jeb to buckle up. Like, he's not buckled yet. Like, you got to wait. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, just be really annoying about it. And then, like, just to drop him and, like, act like I'd never seen him after that was just really creepy. Mm-hmm. And so when I actually saw my medium, he said that Jeb is one of my first spirit guides and that his name isn't actually jeb that's just a name that i gave him when i was Mm -hmm. younger but it's good to name your spirit guides because it gives you a more personal relationship okay and sometimes you can like figure out what their names actually are so like i just happened to give that one to him when i was younger because i was young and like that's what it was Mm -hmm. 
Um, but like the other day I have two musical, uh, spirit guides and, um, I was kind of laying in bed and, uh, when I try connecting to the other side, have you ever heard like a song bowl, like where they ding it and then they They go around it? Yeah. 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 So, um, when I like meditate, I imagine that sound and like just imagine it being there until I can like actually hear it. Mm -hmm. And once you can actually hear things that aren't there, that's how I connect to the other side is like when I become less human and like more spiritual, I guess. No, that's, that's super, super. Well, cool. no, you're just, you're disconnecting it's really, yourself yeah, it's, from, yeah, from disconnecting this. and like becoming <clears throat> thyself instead of like yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, can you explain spirit guides a little bit? Yeah. For anybody that doesn't know, that's listening. Yes. So a spirit guide is um, a spirit that is retired from the worldly realm um they no longer come in human form they're only made or they're not only made they are there to guide you from birth essentially and they make you a life plan they meet with um all the guides that you'll encounter within your life because there's many spirit guides that will reach out to you in different times of your life like if you're having money troubles school troubles or stuff like that and they'll come reach out to you and help you for the time being and then they'll leave Mm-hmm. But your main spirit guide is there for you, like, from day one to day none, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you talked to anybody about, or do you know how you can potentially get in contact with your main spirit guide? Is there a certain way that people go about it? So, uh, actually, like, oracle and tarot cards are most of your spirit guide's doings. Okay. I like to explain when I do readings that your spirit guide has planned for you to be here they know exactly what cards are going to come out of this deck and this deck this is meant for you Mm -hmm. basically and like they planned this when they were planning your life they planned you to reach out to them at this time and so what they have to say is important at this time because you were fated to like come read get your cards read basically yeah yeah okay um so yeah, we're gonna do one of those readings or two of those readings because you have two different sets of cards. Yes, now, I've got two different packs. Do you want to explain them? Yeah. So I have. Um, we'll go and we'll do it like this. So explain the 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 first ones that we'll do today, and then the second one, so that way everybody kind of knows. Okay. So well, I want I'm gonna do this one on for you because we did the other cards the last. Oh, time. I mean, I'm down to do two of them if if we can. Oh yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying like. Okay, I'll yeah, do yeah. these ones for Gage and then these ones for you because you already did those ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that works. Um, but so I have the Angel Guide Oracle and I just got these ones and these are like, <laughs> I really like these ones because you can ask a more specific question mm-hmm. and get answers from them. Okay. Um, but it still kind of gives like an outline of whether or not you're headed in the right direction or if you need to like shake up your energy and move somewhere else or do something else with yourself and find like a different perspective of things um but that's what this one is and then the starseed oracle is the other box i have and um that one is definitely more so just like you can't really ask it specific questions it's more of just like am i in the right place right now am i emotionally here like am i disconnected from myself am i disconnected from society stuff like that mm-hmm. okay i mean i'm definitely down to get this started if you are okay yes. so we'll yeah. have gage go first since you have those ones in your hand already yeah, that's fine. gage will you hold her mic for yes, her yes i will 
So we actually just took a little break really quick so Savannah could do her thing and get us started. Savannah, do you want to explain it really quick? So I just lit a white candle to kind of like attract good energy and good vibes. And um, I also used a, um, it's I call it a shocker spinner. A lot of people just call them like spinners. Um, and I cl- cleanse like the room's general energy. Uh, any stagnant energies left behind by anyone has been removed so I can get a clear reading because sometimes if the, uh, the environment isn't clear I get an unclear reading or I can get a mixed reading because I'm reading somebody else's energy that's left behind so that's why I've taken those steps to cleanse the room so you get a clear reading. Okay awesome so do you want to explain what we're doing now and then what you're getting ready to or what you're getting ready to start doing basically? Yeah so usually I do this prior to like to myself and I just do it over my cards before like somebody comes and sits down with me but I'll read it out loud just because for like the podcast aspect of it. Okay. (laughs) So this is the prayer that I say over my cards before every general reading. Um, You don't have to pray if you don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I bow to the wisdom of my own inner temple and allow my soul's true inner voice to step in. I activate the portal of my heart as the gateway between heaven and earth. I allow my personality to step out of the way. May these cards act as doorways to the wisdom deep within the temple of my heart and the heart of all those I read for. May they only ever reveal the heart's deepest, purest, and most potent prayers and the soul's highest callings for the good of all people and beings. And so it is. Okay. And so it is. And so everybody knows we will be stopping and pressing record again multiple times so Savannah does not feel rushed. Um, so give us a couple seconds. So usually... I'm going to ask Gage what his favorite number is. It usually doesn't matter. Some uh, people that do your readings will shuffle it, uh, like an oracle card reading, will shuffle it as many times as they would like. I just like to get general guidance and include my the person I'm reading for in their reading, basically, is kind of why I like to do it. So, Gage, what's your favorite number? Uh, I'm going to do seven. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to do a three-card reading. You can do a 12-card reading reading when doing oracle cards but they just go on for a really long time so we're just gonna do a three card reading for gauge um so the three card spread the first card represents the strengths you have in your heart at this time or what is in your favor in this current situation uh card number two represents the blessing you the blessings you carry in your heart and how these are aligned with your soul Uh, Card three represents the challenge, the part of your life or guidance you must focus on in order to achieve your goal and peace uh, you are asking for. Sorry, I couldn't read my own handwriting. (laughs) All right, and we'll draw his three cards. Okay, so all of Gage's cards appeared to me upside down, so that's really important to know. When uh, I kind of shuffle uh, all my cards in the same direction, so they do get mixed up and jumbled sometimes. Um, but when they do come upside down, they are of significance. Okay. Okay. How funny. Gage got two of the same cards from his original reading. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) So that just shows like how spot on his cards are. Okay. So the first card is, uh, called gifts and trainings. It's time to step up. This is the one that I didn't get. No, this is the one you didn't get. Oh. Soul gifts and training, it's time to step up. You came to earth with a double mission, to grow as a soul and to bring a shift in consciousness. The best way to fulfill these personal and collective purposes is to trust what 
it is that your soul is calling you toward, for it is encoded within the most direct path forward. Your soul has many unique gifts that it came here to share. Some of some you may already be aware of, others you're just beginning to uncover. You're being called to remember that your soul intelligently chose the perfect conditions to carry out your soul's mission and share your soul's gifts. If you're being called toward a creative project, a passion, or an adventure, this card is your confirmation that you're facing the right way and that this moment right here is destined. If you're feeling underprepared or thinking, who am I to do that? This card is guiding you to step up and take a leap. And consider perhaps your soul has been training for this moment for right here for lifetimes. Um, so that card is pretty explanatory. Usually I explain cards into deeper detail, but that one's pretty self-explanatory. Okay. Um, and Gage also, when I was visiting a medium, he visited with a medium too. And has always known he is, I've always known he's an empath, but he is very empathetic towards other people so he feeds off of others emotions and feels other people's feelings mm -hmm. so essentially that is like a psychic medium power of sort okay uh, it's a milder one because that's the most common of uh the like psychic medium powers you can be uh you can have clairaudience which is hearing uh clairvoyance which i believe is sight um and Claire, uh, sentience, which is like empathy and sight so as well at the same time because they come together. Okay. Um, so the seven star sisters is Gage's second card. And okay. So this one kind of goes along with the last card. Um, it's birthing creations, tapestry of life expression. It kind of said like, if he has a calling coming that he needs, it's going to present itself or it's like, or it's coming or he'll find it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, this says there are new creations that want to be born beauty. That's yearning to be woven new consciousness. That's longing to be breathed into life. If you draw this card, you're being called to surrender to these creations to usher in a new era of consciousness and do your bit of weaving of the web of life. This is the card of the artist and the midwife. You're being called to ponder questions. What wants to be birthed through you? What cre new creations are whispering in your ear? What beauty are you being called to make? Creativity and intuition come from the same sacred place. They occur when we find ourselves flowing with the rest of life. Earth is renowned as planet of ma manifestation and creativity, and yet so many of us have forgotten how to create. Somewhere along the way, we stop seeing ourselves as artists and creatives and as poets. Yet to be human, it is to be creative. Creativity is the part of your true nature. Perhaps you're being called to surrender to creative projects such as a new business or book. Or perhaps you're being called to wave to weave beauty in your home or in the way you cook. Regardless of the end result, you're being called to express yourself through your creativity. To surrender the creative projects that both scare you and excite you to find a way and weave beauty back into everyday life for there is creativity spirit and soul are present and the world needs those qualities now more than ever before so one thing i was going to say about like the starseed oracle is um uh it refers to like people who get like get these readings with the starseeds as starseed people mm-hmm so the third card is inner earth inner earth you'll survive this new solutions and beginnings inner earth also known as agartha is believed to be a hidden subterranean world within the planet itself many ancient cultures mention it in their stories it's said that some of the beings of the ancient lost lands such as lemuria atlantis and aryavarta went there 
Hindu and Celtic lore mention caves and entrances to underground worlds. Tibetan Buddhism refers to the secret mystical shitty city. <laughs> As Shambhala. I was a little ahead of myself. Uh, <laughs> which is thought to be located in the Himalayas. Many have searched for inner earth in the physical world, but without success. So the mystery continues. Is it a place that exists in the physical or another level of consciousness? There are solutions beyond what you can perceive. Surprising outcomes to your problems and situations. Resolutions that are in the best interests of all involved. If you find yourself facing an obstacle or feeling stuck and have no idea what to do, you're being reassured that there is a way out. You'll survive this and things will work out. If you're stuck in a rut, do something to shake up the energy and shift your thinking. Try something you wouldn't normally do. Soon you'll see the whole new worlds of solutions that are available. Things that were previously beyond your focus will prevent, present themselves. Helpful people, signs from the universe, and support in both unexpected and unexpected ways are on their way to you. But first you need to do something different to shift your focus and receive them. So the inner earth card goes really well with uh, the called card because um, the called card uh, was talking about soul gifts and it's time to like step up and kind of become spiritual. And um, this card says that um, he needs to shift his focus. And like when you shift your focus, I feel like, uh, or at least when I do it, times in my life I am more spiritual than others. Mm -hmm. And like... I become spiritually disconnected, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if you can relate to that or not. No, no, like, no, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I can, like, I like to look back on, like, Instagram and stuff because you can, like, look at a picture and remember the exact feeling that you're feeling in that picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, something that, um, when I went to Alaska this year, uh, Ricky and I argue about when we became friends all the time. And <laughs> we, like... We tie it to the same exact memory, but he remembers it differently. I swear to God he does. Because the day that it happened, I posted a picture on Instagram, and I'm like, yeah, dude, this is the day that we became really good friends. And he's like, no. He's like, we became friends before, or it was after that that trip. And he's like, and it w did not happen there. And I was like, no, it most definitely happened there. So, like, it's an ongoing argument all the time. And Ricky's the one person I hate arguing with because he will – he is right all the time. But this is one of those times he's dead wrong. Dead wrong. So I totally get what you're saying. And I guess I could say that absolutely these cards are totally relevant to my life right now. Just because I have, ever since talking to the medium that Savannah and I talked to, I've been spiritually awakening myself and just trying to dive into learning a little bit more like Savannah has. Um, and then I guess... Uh, as far as the other cards go, um, like getting over stuff, uh, just this last week I was going to be leaving for a new job um, because I was going to be making a little bit more money and my boss came to me and he was kind of a dick the first day and it kind of rubbed me wrong but then he came back to me and uh, made things right and um, made me feel a lot better about the situation so now I'm staying at the job I've been at and I'm making just as much money as I was going to be making if I would have left. Mm -hmm. So that literally worked out so beautifully. And um, yeah, no, definitely those cards are very relevant to my life. And actually, when we did the last card reading with Daniel, I got all three of these cards. What? I had, was it all three? Yeah, of them? I had all three of these cards the last time too. So 
just saying. It was the exact reading. Yeah, it's the exact reading that I had two weeks ago. That's Literally, crazy. how... I mean, in a car or and in a deck of... you guys watch me shuffle them, I should. Yeah. And, no. yeah. and I've done three or four <laughs> readings on like top looking, of that as well. Yeah. No, that's crazy. I just was looking at that, and I was like, holy fuck, that's literally all of the same three cards that I had pulled last time out of a deck of... How many cards are in there? 53 cards. Yeah, there's 53 cards in there. So, just goes to show you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fucking crazy, if you ask me. Okay. So, we're going to pause again really quick. Let's kind of get reset up and, and then we'll do start it again yeah yes okay right. so we swap decks we're doing what explain these ones again so i've got the angel guide oracle cards with me i've got a little bit of like a description of them here i can read maybe i don't oh yeah no here there um Maybe I didn't write it down. Shit. Um, but these cards are a little different. They kind of contact, like, they're directly talking to your spirit guides. Okay. Um, it does, however, when I'm reading out of these pages, it refers to them as angel guides, but it's the same thing as the spirit guide. Okay. Uh, there's just lots of termino- different terminologies depending on, like, who you talk to, but it's essentially the same exact thing. Okay. What is your favorite number? Uh, let's go with 10 today. 10? Okay. Okay, so we will start with the first card. It is Angelic Protection. A brilliant light of protection is around you at this time. Angels are guiding and guarding you and want you to know that you are safe. Whether you're feeling worried about physical, emotional, or spiritual harm or not, this card is confirming that you have spiritual connection protection your angel guide is supporting you and leading you toward positive experiences and outcomes if you have if you have decisions to make or opportunities to take and you are unsure what to do this card is bringing you comfort and support the angels who are with you only need a prayer from you in order to swoop in and guide you so uh this is where i'd want to talk about uh the uh divine law of free will humans live with free will Mm -hmm. angels cannot intervene with uh, humans lives or anything like that no saving or anything like that can be done unless they are given permission specifically so if you're asking for guidance from an angel you have to give them permission to step into your life and help you otherwise you're just asking for something and then they can't really fulfill it you have to give them that permission to step in and help you if that makes sense yeah no, that makes sense um You are protected. The worst is now behind you. You are ready to move beyond the challenges that you have been facing. The past has gone and your the past has gone and your angel guide is encouraging you to let it go. If traumatic or painful memories have revisited you recently, know that they are opportunities to recognize how far you have come and acknowledge how much healing has taken place in your life. When you have reflected on these shifts, leave the past behind and move forward. The present is only a gift if you are able to receive it. If you are facing the unknown at this time, know that your angel guide will show you the next steps and you will be surrounded by a spiritual force field that will protect you on all levels as you move forward. The one thing that I like to talk about when I I have pulled this card a few times is um, weeding your mental garden Mm -hmm. is what I like to refer to it as because like a lot of people don't weed their yards. They kind of just like let it go until they get really bad and then you go out and spend like six hours and weed in your garden you know what i mean yeah so i kind of refer to you like your mental health is your garden because a lot of people will tend to let their garden overgrow or get weedy and like 
you have to look at the weeds, acknowledge them, pull them out, and throw them away. Okay. So when you're doing this with your feelings, you need to see your feelings, acknowledge them, really feel them, and let them change you because that's what they're meant to do. And then let them go. You might have to let them go a hundred times, but eventually you will let it go. Okay. But I like to talk about that one, like pulling this angelic uh, protection card. Um, the next card is joy and contentment. Be here now. Enjoy the present moment and all of the positive experiences that have unfolded in our, and are continuing to unfold. A wave of contentment is washing over your life. Contentment is about taking time to reflect on your situation. Enjoy the moment and trust that you are always being guided. Your angel team is encouraging you to follow your heart now. Do what makes your heart and soul sing. Do what makes you smile, dance, and rejoice in the glory of life. Your angel guide is encouraging you to live your life joyfully. Know that your ultimate purpose is to live life joyfully and through the expression of joy. You will reach the state of bliss and contentment. Happiness is the key to inner peace and you are being given an opportunity to experience it now. If you find yourself feeling sad, drained, or overwhelmed, know that it, this is all about to change. In order to usher, usher positive energy into your life, angels are encouraging you to do what makes you feel alive. Whether you're drawn to pursuing a hobby, spending time in nature or with loved ones, or having a digital detox, <clears throat> and are being guided to make those moves now. Anything that makes you feel positive, blessed, and joyful will support your magnetizing more I'm confused. <laughs> Sorry, I got lost. Anything that makes you feel positive, blessed, and joyful will support you in magnetizing more of these feelings and experiences into your life. Your angels are waiting to shine their light and love on your world. So call on them and bring the love in now. Um, so the one thing with this card is like it talks about how um, when you live with... So like joy and happiness are different, right? Yes. So like joy is like... I, I like to explain joy as like... Uh, a more temporary feeling where like when you think about happiness you think of like a stage of your life like was I happy you mm -hmm. know you don't really say I was joyful in this time of my life yeah <laughs> like that's just kind of weird like so I think um that's really important was when it was referring to joy like because a lot of joy does equal happiness mm -hmm. and like that is the ultimate goal is happiness in our lifetime and like when our souls are put on earth that's the number one goal is like happiness and then you're usually put on earth to learn one good lesson yeah and then like that's what when uh you retire and become a spirit guide is when you've essentially learned all lessons and know all things and can guide other people to living the right life or a good life you know yeah um so the third card is compassion i like all the cards that cards that daniel got today they're all perfect yeah i like them too i liked my cards last time yes no as well. definitely <laughs> your angels are wrapped oh wait did we do compassion no we yeah we did angel okay your angels are wrapping a line of compassion around you at this time and guiding you to let go of conflict or the power to prove your point the more you resist and fight the unhappier and more drained you will be pointing out mistakes or mishaps or concentrating on the negative traits or actions of others will only hold you back don't let the unjust actions of others block your experience of joy and freedom. Take time to review where in your life you may be feeling held back or even consumed by frustration and anger, and ask your angels to shine their light upon you in the situation. Changing how you see yourself will help. 
change how others see change how others see you angels are surrounding you at this time and encouraging you to see yourself through their loving and holy eyes all of the ups and the downs you have faced all of the insecurities you have overcome and all of the setbacks you have moved beyond are a testament to your resilience and strength so have compassion and respect for yourself angel wisdom is encouraging you to love and treat yourself the way you would love the way you would love to be loved and treated by others then your own actions will be mirrored back to you by those around you so ask your angel guides to help you be more compassionate toward yourself um so your cards kind of lined up with like what gage and i are doing right now Mm -hmm. so uh it's virgo season right now right and um with the virgo moon you're supposed to be like cleaning your house and getting rid of things that Mm -hmm. do not add value to your life okay so you can do this physically emotionally like friends wise if something does not add to you emotionally why do you keep it around Mm -hmm. it's like literally just baggage and once you get rid of these things and realize what doesn't add value to your life it does become a lot less hectic and like things become a lot easier and like your path is more clear i guess like i always felt so confused on what i was supposed to like be doing all the time like i'm a stay-at-home mom and um when i started researching this i was like this is what i'm supposed to be doing like i need to tell more people about this like people need to become more spiritual because it helps know yourself yeah and you become i feel like we've as our generation has forgotten to know ourselves when we just try to be a friend to everybody else, you know? Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. And so, yeah. No, definitely. I think it's, yeah, I think I just need to start meditating again because I did stop there for a while and life kind of just sucks. But it doesn't at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's not like it's awful like it's not like you don't want to be here by any means but like you could be happier like and like i talked about earlier like the you can be uh like socially disconnected and like when you're i saw like a picture on facebook the other day of like being disconnected from yourself and it shows a picture of like a human and then like a shadow just stepping outside of their body and that's really what it feels like like you just don't feel whole when you're socially and like mentally disconnected you know yeah. and even spiritually disconnected like when i was spiritually disconnected i didn't pray i didn't meditate i didn't do anything like that i just like my life was always hectic and just crazy and like constantly going and once i became like spiritually aware and like more spiritual i was able to like take things slow and like appreciate the moments and like appreciate all of the small stuff and like when you do that it just genuinely gets better when you find an appreciation for life instead of looking forward to like what's gonna happen next what's gonna break down next you know that's what we tend to look at as humans is yeah what's gonna happen next (laughs) no i totally totally get that um so i guess i didn't really i haven't really brought this up to like a lot of people um i didn't have an episode come out last week because i had like a super bad panic attack on monday night Hmm. like I went to a quick care because, like, I could not feel my arms. It was crazy. I haven't had a panic attack like that ever in my entire life. Like, I've had them before. Like, they've been bad, but, like, never that bad. So, I ended up not, like, having enough time to put an episode out. So, there wasn't an episode last week. Um, But, I mean, that makes sense. Like, just hearing the reading and stuff, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to just, like, take a step back and chill the fuck out. Yeah, Yeah, because, no, there was definitely two solid cards in there that 
like hinted around like the social disconnect like mm-hmm. that I brought up and like just being disconnected from yourself even like it it doesn't even have to be spiritual if you just want to get to know yourself you know you don't even have to make it a spirituality if that's not something you're into yeah it's just knowing yourself and like one thing as I've been doing like more readings for other people and like doing these things I've had to really become like come to know myself because I'll pull cards like for my first reading I pulled cards and like this girl kind of like it was one of my friends she kind of looked at me and was like "Eh, these don't really relate to me and like I remember like really thinking in my head when I was praying over the cards I was like kind of thinking about myself not really fully paying attention to her Mm -hmm. and I read for myself I ended up pulling for myself wow so I have to know myself really well so I can distinguish whether like I'm pulling cards for myself or somebody else Uh you know that's crazy well and not only that but just knowing yourself in the long run is better yeah it's just like I mean, when you know yourself and when you can love yourself, that's when you can truly love somebody else, I feel like. And that's the end goal in life is to really be able to love yourself and to really show someone else that you love them, in my opinion. Like, that's the ultimate gift that you can give someone in a lifetime. So, I don't know. Leave, leave people with good memories. And, and if you can leave people knowing that you actually genuinely love them, I feel like that's the greatest gift you could give to anybody. So, always love always love yeah absolutely um so really quick because we're getting close to the time that you guys need to get out of here is there anything that you guys want to talk about before we go that was pretty much it just always love (laughs) um i don't know i just definitely recommend like everybody taking a step back and realizing that you don't have to be religious to be spiritual and have a relationship with god Mm mm-hmm like that's just something that's really important is um your spirituality does not have to be defined by religion and that's really i just feel like that's really important to know because not a lot of people realize that like you feel like you have to go to church to be a good person or go to heaven yeah in my opinion if you ask for forgiveness like the bible says you'll go to heaven if you pray you'll go to heaven you know Mm -hmm. it's really it's not as complex as people make it out to be and also not to mention the churches have kind of condemned like spiritual communication like we've done like that's definitely a big no-no on uh like uh, for christians and like stuff like that is using divination tools because they think it's wrong to connect with the other side Mm -hmm. but it's your natural born right to connect with the other side because we are all able to do it naturally we were just taught by other people the church more so than other people Mm -hmm. that these things were witchcraft or voodoo or bad and not normal you know Mm -hmm. and uh that's one thing is i have a hard time when explaining like my experiences to people i always want to say it's so weird but it's not weird Mm -hmm. it's really not (laughs) yeah it's so natural we've just become trained to think that it's weird you know what i mean yeah no absolutely i get what you're saying we just have to become I recommend to like anybody that has the feeling that they have a thinner veil, um, just becoming more open and asking for guidance from your spirit guides and getting rid of the divine law of free will and giving them the permission to step in and guide you in your life will literally like 180. <laughs> I swear, like that was definitely spirituality was one of the only things to get me through my mom's death. Like I probably would have been a mess without it. <laughs> okay, well. 
thank you guys for coming on today. Absolutely. Um, Thanks I for having have, us. Yeah, I had a blast, dude. Yeah, me and, too. I mean, too yes. bad Remy was like asleep the whole time. I know. <laughs> um, I can't first believe he did. First time ever. Okay, so really quick though, before we go, first thing, um, I was a little worried about the candle at first because like it was starting to like smoke a little bit, and then like I looked around and I was like, holy shit, I don't have a smoke detector in my room, <laughs> so I just like. Oh, oh, shit. I did not mean to do that. No, that's totally fine. Uh, I was just, Candle it's just down. kind of nice to know that, like, if the house was burning down, we would never know. Yeah, that. you would know. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's really odd that you. Yeah, that's I'm gonna nice. have Doug talk to the landlord about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, second thing, it's been a very, very long time since I've had a new guest on the show. Yes. And we talked about this prior. You guys haven't listened to it because I basically told them not to. I wanted them to come into this like not knowing anything at all. Um. Question that I ask all my new guests first time to come on. I'm gonna start with Savannah because it's gonna be different. Uh, Savannah, <laughs> would you rather eat out one girl ten times or ten random girls one time? The first one. You're, you're going with one girl ten times. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Okay. Okay. Gage. Yes. One dick ten times or ten dicks one time. <laughs> Fuck, bud. He uh, would do all of his ten friends. <sighs> Man, yeah, I guess I could line all my homies up and just say fuck. Oh no, they're random people. Oh, oh they're randos. Ten randos. Nah, I'm just gonna suck that one dick, man. Ten times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna suck that one dick ten times. <laughs> I'm just letting you know I went with the opposite answer when this oh, was brought shit, up to me. Oh shit, dude, no way. Yeah, dude. If I'll get I'll it, get to know that dick. <laughs> that's what I don't want, dude. Oh, you don't want to get to know the dick, okay? Yeah, I dude, mean, you're like, oh, well, we are fucking that up. Oh, no, no, you're no. fine. It's okay. Um, no, that's yeah, definitely no, dude, I don't want to build a bond with this person because if I build a bond with this person, then there's going to be feelings. And then oh, that, last time, <laughs> yeah, that last time, I'm going to be like, damn, I'm never going to see that guy again. And then gonna I'm going to question that. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Good question, though. Good yeah. question, though. All right. Well, that's, yeah, that's this week's episode of Twist Talk, Actually, everybody. Actually, now that I think about it, though, I might have changed my answer. Okay. Or, do you want to? <sighs> I made, I made a good point, huh? Yeah, no, you definitely did make a good point. Well, I, I'm i not worried about the feelings part. I'm just more so, like, what if the first person was, like, just this total fucking raunch? At least the next time I could be like, okay, at least, like, the per- next person might not be as bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I know what you're saying. I don't have to look forward to this fucking eight more times. Yeah, <laughs> the question gets a lot harder when you start adding in more factors. <laughs> yeah, and, like, really thinking about it. Uh, okay, so, yeah, I'm going to change my answer. No, nah, I'm just going to suck down one dick, and I'm going to suck it fucking good. Ew. Dude, Angel has said the same shit before, yeah. so it's fine. Yeah, I'm just um, going to do the one dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again thanks for listening everybody i kind of explained why we didn't have an episode last week but i am sorry it's going to get a little bit better um there's some new things going on so yeah we'll see you guys next week thanks guys